Welcome to the Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care podcast. Why does this matter? One person in the United States dies from a drug overdose every six minutes. We as healthcare providers must do better to treat addiction, prevent overdoses, and improve the lives of our patients and their families. This podcast is designed to provide you with simple and evidence-based information on substance use disorders that you can use to take better care of your patients on your next shift. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I am so glad that you came to join me for another episode of the Addiction in Emergency Medicine and Acute Care podcast. And you guessed it, Dr. Casey Grover here again as your host. Now, thank you to my colleague Jeremy for sharing his insight on drug deals on our last episode. We had, as you probably heard, some issues with the audio, but the content was amazing. I learned so much from Jeremy. I am currently working on upgrading my audio equipment so interviews in the future will sound better. Anyways, on to today's episode. This episode is going to be a myth buster. Now, have you ever heard that giving teenagers alcohol in the home under parental supervision can teach them to use alcohol safely and reduce the risk of addiction to alcohol? I've heard it plenty of times, and I actually continue to hear this, particularly when I am educating parents about addiction. This is a persistent belief among parents. Unfortunately, as you will soon learn, this is a myth. We have a local coalition of providers and organizations that are trying to reduce substance use in youth. And they asked me to do an evidence-based review of this topic and to provide a definitive answer on whether or not giving teenagers alcohol in the home under parental supervision can teach them to use alcohol safely and reduce the risk of addiction to alcohol. So... I researched the topic and put together a presentation on the topic that I gave to this coalition. And I am now taking that presentation and turning it in to a podcast episode. So with that, let's dig in to this episode. I found six papers on this topic on PubMed and was able to get the full paper for four of them. So to avoid this episode getting too long, I'm going to do a focused review of each of these six papers. Let's get started. Article number one is an abstract only. Here's the title. Perceived Parental and Adolescent Substance Use Outcomes. It was published in 2020 in Journal of School Health, and Heather Fay was the lead author. This was a survey of 21,207 students between 6th grade and 12th grade. They looked at substance use as well as negative outcomes related to substance use. And they compared kids who had not used any substances at home, kids who had used substances at home without parental knowledge, and those who had used substances at home with parental knowledge. And this is what they reported in their abstract, quote, adolescents who used substances at home without parental knowledge used alcohol and substances in greater amounts and tended to have more negative outcomes than those who did not, end quote. They also concluded that, quote, 
using at home without parental knowledge was a consistent risk factor for substance-related negative outcomes, end quote. Brief review here as it was just an abstract. So let's go on to article number two, and this was also unfortunately an abstract only. This was the title, Taking Alcohol from One's Parents' Home Without Permission as a Risk Factor for Greater Alcohol and Marijuana Use During the Transition into College. It was published in 2023 in Addictive Behaviors with Bradley Traeger as the lead author. This was a study of 562 youth looking at sources of alcohol, as in where they obtained it, alcohol use, consequences of substance use, cannabis use, age of initial alcohol use, depression, anxiety and stress, and parental modeling of drinking. And this is what was reported in the abstract. Quote, having taken alcohol from the home without permission and obtaining it from friends were uniquely associated with increased odds of typical weekly drinking, consequences, and marijuana use in the past 30 days when controlling for all other variables assessed in this study, end quote. And they go on, quote, parents should also be informed that supplying their adolescent with alcohol or modeling drinking may increase the likelihood that they take alcohol from their home, end quote. So again, these first two articles were abstracts, not a huge amount of information, but again, there's a trend here that we'll summarize in our take-home points. Now, we breezed through these two abstracts because they were abstracts only. I am very excited to go through the remaining articles as they are full articles and I was able to go through the entirety. So for these remaining articles, we'll dig in a little deeper. Next up is Article 3. The title is, Do Australian Adolescents with Permission to Drink at Home Engage in Different Alcohol Use Behaviors and Experience More Harms Than Those Without Such Permission? It was published in Drug and Alcohol Review in 2023 with Brendan Quinn as the lead author. Now, this was an Australian study that looked at about 10,000 children, and the study looked at how parental behavior around drinking affected drinking behavior in 16 and 17-year-olds in Australia. They looked at whether or not parents allowed children to drink alcohol at home, and then they also looked at adolescent alcohol use and alcohol-related harms. So, what did they find? Well, if you can get access to the article, it's free on PubMed, go take a look at Table 1, which provides a great summary of the findings. So, for 16 and 17-year-olds who were allowed to drink at home, 98% of them had drank alcohol in the past year, 77% of them had drank alcohol in the past month, and 48% of them had drank in the past week. And when they followed these kids into the future, 23% of them experienced alcohol-related harms in their lifetime. Now, then they compared this group who were allowed to drink at home with kids who were not allowed to drink at home. So for 16 and 17-year-olds who were not allowed to drink at home, 97% of them had drank alcohol in the last year, 63% of them had drank within the past month, and 35% of them had drank alcohol in the past week. And when they followed these kids into the future, only 17% of them experienced alcohol-related harm in their lifetime. 
So let's again look at this. So for kids who were allowed to drink at home, 98% of them drank in the last year. For those who could not drink at home, 97% of them drank in the last year. Now for these kids who could drink at home, 77% of them drank in the last month. For those who could not drink at home, only 63% of them had drank in the past month. And for the kids who were allowed to drink at home, 48% of them had drank in the last week. For the kids who could not drink alcohol, only 35% of them had drank in the last week. So again, uh, when I kind of think about this, kids in both groups drank, but kids who were allowed to drink at home before they were of legal age drank more frequently and experienced more lifetime alcohol-related harm compared to those who were not allowed to drink at home before they were of legal age. The authors then go in to explore why parents think that giving alcohol before legal age in a supervised fashion is protective and how their study actually contradicts this. Quote, Indeed, qualitative interviews with Australian and American parents have shown that primary motivations for allowing adolescent alcohol consumption are underpinned by hopes of ensuring and optimizing their children's safety and health. That is, to minimize alcohol-related harm and foster healthy development. The findings of this study do not support this notion. Rather, they emphasize the need to help adolescents avoid alcohol during this important phase of cognitive and biological development, end quote. Additionally, the authors also found that parents who drank more were more likely to allow their adolescents to drink. They found that frequent, meaning twice or more per week, primary parental alcohol consumption was associated with greater odds of allowing adolescents to drink at home. So, the authors sum things up with their conclusion, quote, In order to reduce adolescent alcohol use and associated harms, parents should avoid permitting alcohol use among adolescents at home, end quote. So that was pretty definitive. Let's move on to study number four. The title is Early Alcohol Use with Parental Permission, Psychosocial Characteristics, and Drinking in Late Adolescence. This was published in Addictive Behaviors in 2018 with Craig Calder as the lead author. Now, this was a study looking at two groups of youth over seven years of age with a total of 765 patients in the study. The authors looked at alcohol use, alcohol-related consequences, expectations about alcohol, problem behavior, parental alcohol use, parental styles, and alcohol in the home. This study followed patients over time and checked in with them at scheduled time points, which they called waves. Wave 1 was the time point at which the subjects were the youngest, and wave 7 was the time point at which the subjects were the oldest. And the Wave 1 kids were relatively young, not really old enough to drink alcohol on their own. The authors actually looked at parents offering sips of alcohol or tastes of alcohol to their children. This is why the title references early alcohol use. Here are some of their key findings. When they looked at patients in Wave 7 who drank alcohol, and compared the patients whose parents let them drink alcohol in wave one against those patients whose parents did not let them drink alcohol in wave one. 
alcohol exposure in wave one with parental consent was associated with the following in wave seven. There was more frequent drinking by 49%. There was a higher consumption of drinks per drinking day by 19%. And there was greater alcohol-related harms by 45%. And with that, the authors conclude, quote, early sipping slash tasting predicted increased frequency and quantity of alcohol consumption and increased alcohol-related problems in late adolescence, even after controlling sociocultural and individual difference variables. Findings suggest that early sipping and tasting with parental permission is not benign and is a viable target for preventative interventions, end quote. Once again, pretty definitive. Now, this brings us to paper number five. The title here is A Latent Growth Curve Analysis of Alcohol Use, Specific Parenting, and Adolescent Alcohol Use. It was published in Addictive Behaviors in 2014 with Jennifer Zihi as the lead author. Jennifer, I apologize if I mispronounce your last name. And before I go into this paper, I have to apologize. There were a lot of statistical analyses in this paper that I just did not understand. But let's dig in. This was a study of 378 families in New York. They started with adolescents aged 10 to 13 and followed them over time. They looked at alcohol consumption, parental disciplining for alcohol use, alcohol-related consequences, and attitudes about alcohol and prevention. What did they find? As adolescents got older, parents did less to message their kids about the risks of drinking. As adolescents got older, parents were less likely to discipline their kids when they drank alcohol. The more parents communicated the risks of drinking to adolescents, the less they drank alcohol. When parents allowed adolescents to drink alcohol, they drank more alcohol. And when parents disciplined their adolescents for drinking alcohol, they drank less alcohol. And with these findings, the authors conclude, quote, our findings show that over time, parents are less likely to discipline their adolescents drinking, more likely to grant their adolescent permission to drink, and less likely to communicate the consequences of alcohol use. Moreover, these changes are associated with escalation in adolescent alcohol use, end quote. All right, this brings us to paper number six. We are in the home stretch here. And this one is my favorite, which is why I saved it for last. The title is, Can Parents Prevent Heavy Episode Drinking by Allowing Teens to Drink at Home? This is exactly the question we wanted to ask. It was published in Addictive Behaviors in 2010 with Jennifer Livingston as the lead author. This was a study looking at parental alcohol permissiveness and how it affected young women transitioning from high school to college, getting input from both mothers and daughters. The authors looked at three scenarios for the young women in high school. No drinking allowed, drinking at home at family meals was allowed, and drinking at home with friends was allowed. They looked at 449 female college freshmen and their mothers. They looked at alcohol consumption, average drinking, weekend drinking, heavy episodic drinking, mother's perception of drinking, 
and parental permissiveness towards drinking. Let's start with how the daughters drank in each of the three groups in high school when their parents controlled access to alcohol. Girls who were allowed to drink with friends were two and a half times more likely to engage in weekend drinking and binge drinking than girls who were not allowed to drink. Girls who were allowed to drink at home at meals were one and a half times more likely to engage in weekend drinking and binge drinking than girls who were not allowed to drink. The authors then followed these girls into college when parents no longer controlled the alcohol. And in college, girls in all three groups engaged in, overall, more binge drinking and more weekend drinking than they did in high school. However, the differences between the groups still remained. Girls who were allowed to drink with friends in high school engaged in 1.7 times more weekend and binge drinking in college compared to those who were not allowed to drink in high school. And girls who were allowed to drink at home with meals in high school engaged in 1.4 times more weekend and binge drinking in college compared to those who were not allowed to drink at home in high school. And this is, for me, where the article gets really interesting. The authors next move on to what mothers' expectations were about their daughter's drinking compared to what actually happened. So this article is also free on PubMed, so feel free to check it out. In figure one, the authors depict drinking by the girls in the study in both high school and college. And in figure two, the authors depict what the mother's perceptions of how much their daughters were drinking in both high school and college. And there are a couple of really interesting observations when you compare the two graphs side by side. First, mothers in all three groups thought that their daughters drank less than they actually did in both high school and in college. Second, mothers in the allow alcohol at home during meals group thought that their daughters drank at exactly the same levels as the daughters in the no alcohol allowed group. However, as we saw, daughters in the allow alcohol at home during meals group drank one and a half times as much as the daughters in the no alcohol allowed group. So the moms in the allow alcohol at home during meals group thought that allowing alcohol at home during meals was protective against alcohol use, but it was not. And with that, the authors conclude, quote, students who were allowed to drink at home during high school, whether at meals or with friends, reported more frequent heavy episodic drinking in the first semester of college than those who reported not being allowed to drink at all. Those who were permitted to drink at home with friends reported the heaviest drinking, end quote. And that wraps up our review of this topic. That was kind of a whirlwind tour. So let's summarize everything we learned with some take-home points. Number one, kids using substances at home without parental knowledge is associated with more substance use and more substance use-related negative outcomes. Number two, giving kids permission to drink underage even under parental supervision or at family meals, is associated with more drinking as adults and more alcohol-related problems as adults. Number three, kids who are supplied alcohol by adults 
to be used with parental permission are more likely to take alcohol to use without parental permission or knowledge. Number four, parental discipline of adolescents for drinking reduces adolescent alcohol use. Number five, parental communication of the risks of alcohol consumption to adolescents reduced adolescent alcohol use. And number six, parents who drank alcohol more frequently were more likely to allow their adolescents to drink with their permission. And that is a wrap. So we can now definitively say that the myth that giving teenagers alcohol in the home under parental supervision can teach them to use alcohol safely and reduce the risk of addiction to alcohol is busted. And with that, thank you so much for listening and thank you for what you do. If you find this podcast helpful, please share it with a colleague. And don't forget, treating substance use disorders saves lives.